Welcome to Speed Movie Minute, the podcast where we break down the 90s action classic speed one minute at a time. And where we always try to stay above 50. I'll be your SWAT officer, Roger Wistar. And I am the wildcat behind the wheel, Bentley Michaels. And we're joined one more time here on Thursday's show by our guest, Jonathan Howell from Minute Impossible and the Cast and the Furious. How are you doing, Jonathan? I'm doing great. I'm looking up how many buses there are in the world. Wow. There are a lot. Well, this is Minute 69 of Speed. Nice. Nice. Uh, This minute starts... This minute starts with the bus crashing through the gates of LAX, and it ends with the bus beginning to circle the runways. So, yeah, you know, the last two minutes, we are sort of settling into, it's a little bit of a transition time before we get to the next, like, crisis of the week. Um, Jonathan, one of the things that we've noted sort of about the the rest of the movie so far is it's sort of like, you know, let's go from sort of one set piece to the next. We just finished Jumping the Gap. We've got a little bit to go before what would I guess the next thing after this would be probably the little red sled, right? Little red sled, which we'll get to and the and the subway. The subway scene is a great scene. Well, no, the but that's unreleased... like way down the road. I'm saying like the next like event gotcha. we're going to get to. I think the unreleased sting song under a red sled. Yeah. Yep. You should figure out some sort of parody of like the little do scoop by the Beach Boys. <laughs> oh, that's better. Yeah, but uh, but you know that's not the next thing we're going to get to in this episode. We do have some pop quiz to get back to from yesterday. Um, that's a hard one. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad you think so because this is this is more of an etymological question about the the origin of words. So we we're talking about LAX in the last episode, a place where you don't want to get stuck on on a Southwest airplane. Um, so Bentley, I told you in yesterday's show that LAX is an example of something called an initialism, and right. it's not actually an acronym. And so I would like you, just sort of in layman's terms, to explain to me what is the difference between an initialism and an acronym. Well, isn't it um, isn't it just that uh, one of them is one of them can be said, and one of them you have to say as individual letters. Okay, uh, which is which? I don't know. Well, you got a 50, 50 chance. I'm not going to. Well, that you. wasn't the question. You asked me what 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 the difference was. So the the thing is, one of them is said, and one of them is uh, individual words. Okay. Don't try to Tell add you. on extra stuff just because you don't want to do speed two. All right, Jonathan, what do you think <laughs> about that answer? You agree, or you have a different take? I don't know that I care. <laughs> oh, wow, that is that, that's a, that is some that is some rough guest teeth. I think I think we now have word beef, Jonathan. Oh, we have word beef. We have word beef now. I we went from gap well, beef to I'm, word cause beef. Because well, I just went. You know what I just did? I went and looked up uh, Chicago O'Hare's Airport, is which is O R D, and it it was named after Orchard Field Airport, which was something a million years ago. But LAX is not a an act. You know, it's not a it's not what it's, it doesn't stand for. Los Angeles International right. Airport. I'm I'm looking. I don't know why. I don't know why airports are named what they are. That's the well, better question. Yeah, we could go. Uh, I, actually, I I know a bit about this, but I oh, don't feel go. like going off on a tangent about. Oh this come thing. on! Um, there are all kinds of crazy codes for airports. Um, yeah, thanks. But just to to finish the loop here on this particular uh, pop quiz fact. So Bentley, you're right. Um, LAX is an initialism. Just to okay. be clear. And you're sure. right. So an initialism is something that you can't say out loud. 
So, for okay. example, like FBI, no one would say call the FIBI. Um, call the, the FIBI. An acronym is something that you can sort of say as a word, like yeah. NASA. So that's okay. the, that's the difference. Gotcha. Okay. So I will give you I will give you credit for that. I'm a generous grader. God, you're up to you're back up into like the sixty three percent. Is LAX uh, how many how many airports? Their code is the name of the airport. There's another question, Roger. I'm coming up with great questions right now. Well, I'll tell you why there's an. How X come LA LAX? No, no, not why is there an X? Why is LAX called LAX? I don't call O'Hare ORD. Oh, you know I, mean? their, I see what their you mean. Their code is what we call it. Name another airport that you name by the code. PDX. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, San Francisco. Do people call that SFO? I don't know. Portland, no, I... they call it PDX. Oh, there you okay. go. There's another one. So anything with an X, they call it by their name. <laughs> and and nine times out of ten, the X is just thrown in there because you have to have three letters in every airport right. call sign. Yeah. There's a bit out there somewhere where, where a comedian is talking about when they named the states. And it's pretty hilarious because they begin with the first Alaska and they're like, or like a, oh, like a, whatever is it, AL. And they're like, this is easy. We got no no problems. Alabama. Okay, we had a problem already. Let's let's uh so I'm sure naming the airports is a nightmare because they all have to be like they can't be like one can't be O R D and one be O R B. They have to be completely different words or whatever they are. Yeah. Or whatever whatever you called them. Here's that, my uh, so I believe letter, that letterisms. There's actually I believe there's that, not that much uh, that comedian this minute, so maybe we should go on an extended chat about airport codes. Go ahead, Bentley. I believe that comedian's name is Gary Goleman, who does the yes the does the state bit yeah it's hilarious yeah that's it we're done roger we're done with airport <laughs> codes oh hey another shout out for lawrence of arabia great movie <laughs> go see it i didn't have enough time to tell you that the airport code for yuma arizona is yum oh that's, well that's cute i know there's no x no it's not yucks that's a yeah it's not a stand-up comedy club I've I've been told not to ever yuck somebody's yum. There you go. We have a speaking <laughs> you of you were yum, raised right, Jonathan. <laughs> we have a couple of jokes in this minute, uh, which yeah! we're definitely going to rate one of them. So, Jonathan, joke minute. You don't know this, but uh, every time we rate the joke, every time we have come across a obviously like canned laugh joke, uh, yeah. Bentley and I have both rated the joke on a scale from zero to fifty. So we're gonna. We're oh my god! Your rating system just. I, I just. I, I think I may lose. I may pass out. <laughs> That's too many numbers. It's not. You just have to give it a score. It's like a just, just think of it as five stars. Only it's fifty. Well, you can participate in this rating system, or you can be a conscientious objector. It's up to you. No, I'm gonna do it. But All I'm right. gonna bitch about it. That's my brand. Well, you've certainly not disappointed so far this week. Bruh. Um. All right. Well, I mean, before we get to that, we actually have sort of like we got two jokes in this minute. But before that, we have we have a bus swerving through all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, going over those, going over those. It. Uh, it's fifty miles an hour. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There you go. You're back. Okay, you're I, back. I'm you're back. back on the bus. Thanks, I'm back Jonathan. on the bus, guys. Welcome back. On. You figured it out. I bet. Hey, I Helen. Bet, welcome back. <laughs> I bet it took you a while to figure out that bus twenty five twenty five equals fifty if you add it together. Holy poops. <laughs> I know. It's the Illuminati. <laughs> when honestly he told me that in one of our episodes, you could hear me go like, holy crap. 
That's the greatest thing ever, John Yon DeBont. Yon DeBont, you, you, you silly idiot. son of a gun. <laughs> I think it must have taken them a long time to detour around this gap in the freeway. That's the other thing I thought of when I was watching the end of the last minute and like this minute. Like, Ooh, obviously detour gap. Easy. <laughs> detour gap. Great name of an episode. Or a band name. <laughs> oh, band yeah. Name. Do a pop punk band called Detour Gap. So yeah, so we got Mac in this. Uh, in this, he seems swank. very. He seems very revelatory. Like he's just like he seems cocky as crap. Like when he's handed that first map, he's just like ha ha ha, and like and then his mood shifts very quickly. Well, he's not happy because he's sitting next to the guy with the bad mustache. Oh. Anytime a good mustache sits next to a bad mustache, they mock them. And this go, is man. This is more- that's his best friend. This is more Norwood shade, Jonathan, and I got to tell you, I'm not here for that. <laughs> it's terrible. It's it's pencil thin. It's uh, what's his face from uh, Hairspray? The guy who directed Hairspray. John Waters. This this it's, mustache looks nothing like John Waters. It's close. <laughs> if, if Hitler and John Waters had a baby, this guy wow. would be the baby. Wow. I love it, dude. Oh my. Actually, you know who he looks like, Jonathan? Just to kind of reference your fair city. He kind of looks like the dude in who plays the snooty Mater D in Ferris Bueller's Day Off when when yes, Matthew, they have the same when the, Matthew yeah, Broderick tries king. to become Abe Froman, the Sausage King of Chicago. This guy has that mustache. They have the same mustache. Yes, right. he has mustache. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad we have uh, we've reached an accord on the mustache. It's awful. We can put this mustache behind us. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess, I mean, I know why Mac, I guess, is the head honcho. Like, apparently, out of the three of them, only he, only he can figure out what Jack is actually, like, what his Jack's secret plan is. Um, Bentley, uh, so then we get sort of this little quip from Mac about, like, what Jack is doing, like, going out to the runway. Um, and Mac says, well, let's hope it's built. Uh, Bentley, do you want to rate that joke? Is it rateable? <laughs> I mean, I give it like a twenty. No, I give it like a twenty at best. Yeah, I don't even know if it's worth rating. Frankly, we're gonna get to a much better joke. Oh man, that, so that's a school zone? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> All right. Tell you what, let's let's move on because I think there are better jokes in our future at the end of this minute. So, what else? What else do you guys have about the stuff that's going on in here? I just think it's, again, it's really great action filmmaking. You know, you it starts with, like, that great um, uh, POV of the camera breaking through this, the screen. We have that, we have that, um, that, that camera, which is very much our logo, you know, of, of Annie and Jack and the bus. There's a lot of great, like, driving shots. We get the cool cell phone, you know, the car phone with the numbers on the back or whatever yeah. as they're looking at the map. And uh, you're you and dude, Jonathan, you're not wrong. Like that, that's that's a only I like two steps right away. Now. It's bad. That, that's it's only really two bad. steps away from a John Waters mustache for sure. And I think the I think the the coolest part about this minute is the shot of the bus coming around the corner and the plane flying over it, looking like Air Force One. Like 100%. I thought that was the coolest thing in the entire minute. You are 100%. And I will point out that this is a bus moving from right to left. So the exception that proves the rule, perhaps. They've turned, they've turned, they've turned, well, because now they've turned the corner. 
Oh, oh, you're so deep. We were going, we were going left to right for so long. You're now so, we're going right to left. You're so deep and metaphorical, Jonathan. You bring such wisdom to this podcast. Uh, I, I still want to go back to Max uh, SUV real quick. There's two things that I noticed when uh, he looks at a map. Yes, how does Adolf Walters have a <laughs> blueprint of the airport? It, how it kind of it kind of looks like they're preparing for the trench run in the Death Star. How does oh, that's a great plans? point. Well, they just have paper. Oh, I just have all the municipal p- blueprints in the, this freaking SUV. That's that's my first. Second is I love the guy up front using God those phones, those crappy car phones. He's using like the everybody who had a suburban that I knew when I was growing up had uh, a, one of those crappy phones. Like it you never used it. I don't know why people had them. They, at some point, they must be cu- in the '90s. They must be start coming standard in like a, a suburban because this is like a tricked out suburban. It's a very nice car, but the guy in the front has that corded uh, <laughs> touch screen. It kind of looks like a Simon, not Simon. Uh, what's the other? There was some. There was some video game used to play that looks like a phone. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I love the old corded phone, but th- as I was looking at the corded phone, then I noticed Adolf Waters with the blueprints, and I'm like. Wait, where's that from? So I can I can speak to the phone. Obviously, if you've seen Bowfinger, you know that the reason why you need this phone is so you can rip it out of the cradle and <laughs> pretend that you have a cell phone. Our second Bowfinger reference. Fool, fool a big shot movie producer. Yes. Um, yeah, this this is the classic car phone, perhaps. And that's very similar to the car phone that I talked about, like when my dad was a a traffic guy for radio, like that was the type of car phone that he had. He had like, it was like, it came in like a little, you know, uh, a little briefcase thing. Mm -hmm. And then it had the numbers on the back. It was very similar to, and it even had the cord and everything. Um, Yeah. This one was probably in the car run, like run off the electronics, but yeah, they were basically big giant boxes, receivers. They were portable at the, also at this time. For the listeners that are younger, Suburban was the only one making an SUV. Yeah. That's your SUV. Yeah. Now, of course, every movie they always have like, you know, this is basically sponsored by GMC. You know, you know, we all know that. But that is the the tactical car of the 90s is a is a Suburban, which now is like what your your older older moms whose kids have gone to college would drive around in. I have heard so I love this shot too. The shot of the of the car and the um and the plane. According mm-hmm. to according to the director's commentary, they had to attempt this shot literally at least like sixty times in order to oh, get, to get it like wow. Now. But because I mean, like it's not like they could tell American Airlines, "Hey, can you take off at this moment in the day?" Right. So they were just essentially they were constantly driving the bus across this runway You're in right. the vain hope that they would <clears throat> somehow get these two things to line up. And I guess wow. on like try fifty seven, they got it to work. <clears throat> That's I'm what watching, I love. I'm watching it over and over again to make sure they didn't speed it up. I don't think they did. Look at the flags. The flags look relatively normal they look fine to me so yeah like that's I know, that's what i love about again we've talked about this so many times on this podcast and jonathan maybe you have uh, ideas on it but like this was of the era before cg like there's so little cg like there's only there's like the 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 birds and there's like the elevator shot where it's like falling down 
um, in, in the and beginning. And subway later, you'll that's also got some CG, the stuff flying over you. Sure, head, but, but like I mean, just but in general, the thing that Roger and her, uh, Roger and I always talk about is that the reason this movie holds up and it feels good. And you can rewatch it regardless of performance or whatever. But in general, when you watch it, you're just like, damn, that's a good movie because it's all realistic. It's almost all practical. And the the fact that they spent a half of a day or whatever driving a bus around just so they could get that 747 to come up over the top like – which you could do now in CG or whatever, but it's just like you would know it's fake. And it just everything feels so real. Keanu like being down like when he jumps onto the bus or like when like, you know, Helen exploded and like she fell and like you can see the road going underneath him. Like it's just such a good feeling. Like what yeah. do you think about that? And that's not even a question. I just gave you an opinion. But your turn, sir. No, I agree. Uh, this is the same thing. I was uh, listening to someone talking about Avatar on uh, We Hate Movies is a podcast. And they were talking about James Cameron and James Cameron's early stuff and his like his 80s and 90s stuff is solid because he can film action. Yeah. Did he go crazy with Titanic? Yes. Are there lots of CGI shots in Titanic? Yes. But there's still – he built a freaking boat. Yeah, at least he built a whole a boat. boat. They 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 were down in Mexico. Like, yeah, it's it's this the the visceral that these guys that are left over that now have moved into digital. I'm all for it because they've th- they their chops have been they have they've taken care of us as kids. Every movie that you watch as a kid doesn't hold up. We all know that. I mean, I but would- some some action movies you're like, damn, that looks really good, and feels weighted like this bus. Could easily nowadays, like the, when they shoot a uh, uh, bus to bus. I mean, let's look at bus to bus. Let's let's do apples to apples, bus to bus. <laughs> Sean Chi, Sean Chi has a extended scene on a bus. Yeah, on a on a d- double bus. Yeah, that that's all on a gimbal. That's all fake, guys. Just so you know, Sean Chi has a fake bus. Oh man! Now, of course, they they shot stuff in San Francisco to, when they're driving, but anything shot interior is a fake bus. And these scenes, I mean, it's a real shot shot though today. Yeah, of course. But these scenes today would be shot with green screen behind it and they would add the world around it. So that way they could light it the way they want. Right now, Yonder Bond's having to deal with frick. I mean, look at outside. It's overcast. It's LA. We all know it's overcast. That's quote unquote uh, fog. That (laughs) it, it having to deal with that on every shot in a practical thing, trying to make this match on the days where they're shooting this has to be insane. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that, and Bentley's Mm -hmm. pointed this out on several previous minutes, like this entire mid morning movie is shot at approximately five 45 PM. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, At at the magic hour. Yeah. And you know what? I don't care. Just like Lawrence of Arabia. Cause it looks shot at the magic hour. Well, that's what you do when you're a, when you're a cinematographer that turns into director, you're like, there's an hour during the day when everything looks great. Why wouldn't I always shoot then? Yeah. No, I mean, I think, and I think about Jim Cameron, you make a really good point. I was actually like, right before we came on tonight, I was watching some of uh, like Terminator 84. Oh, it's um, so good. It's amazing. Um, and <clears throat> one of the things that I've heard James Cameron say, and I think you see a lot of that in this movie, is like the key to using special effects well is not to use it for very long. Like, yeah. if, you, if you keep sort of, you know, like, you know, 
popcorning between like you know special effect real other thing real like as long as you it's, it's like misdirection like if you show them real for 15 seconds they'll believe anything you want them to sure and like the birds the birds you added the birds to that shot because it sells the shot yeah right so the sh- so the shot it works you don't think about it i didn't think i didn't know as a kid that that was fake yeah and I didn't know a, until you told a, me that it was fake. <laughs> I'm a fussy movie watcher, and I noticed no. that kind of crap even when I was no, even when I was a kid. I noticed that kind of crap. And you, to this day, one no. of my biggest pet peeves in movies is when you have a bar scene and the beer levels change from shot to shot because you, they shoot them like they shoot coverage oh, of wow. a two shot, and then they go to the left and they go to the right, and they keep refilling the drink. I would be like, oh my god, get somebody on set. It's only job this entire day is to make sure that freaking beer is always at the same level so that when they take a drink, remember that and then make sure all your cover shots are at the same level. It drives me nuts. My my thing that drives me nuts in every movie and every television show is empty coffee cups. Oh, and and you know they're empty. Like when they go to swig it. They're just... (laughs) <laughs> and you're like, there's nothing in that cup. Like, if I was directing it, I would be like, at least just put water in there. So there's yeah. the weight of it, and there's like, because the movement is different when you can feel the the liquid or whatever, you know? Like, drives me insane. And yes, the the beer thing, that that's so funny. I, I clock that sort of stuff, too. I mean, gentlemen. And, and collars. I was, watching, I was watching Yellowstone the other day. And there's a shot <laughs> okay, where well, the cowboy. We, we should talk about that. A cowboy has, uh, it's awesome. Uh, there's a shot with his collar, and his collar's in his, he's wearing a vest, like a like a cowboy vest. His collar's in the vest, and then oh. it's out of the vest. And every shot, it's in and out, and in and out. I'm like, oh my God, guys, come on. <laughs> there are continuity people on set. This is not not a job. I guarantee it's a job. Well, A job uh, for the costume, and not costume person, but the continuity. There's, a, there's continuity people who all their job is to do is to look at it and go, Hey guys, just so you know, when we shot this before, he looked like this. Well, Jonathan, I think that's just revealing the internal conflict within this character, and it's a deep metaphor about the struggle. You should do that as Jean de Bond. It's crappy. It's crappy filmmaking. Jean de Bond did a good job. It was very important that we make the bus move from right to left to show that the scene, the tide is turning for our characters. Do you see that when I (laughs) popped one tire, that was as if these people are very tired and they're on their last leg and they're, they're now wounded. Jan, I don't know why he's turning into Arnold Schwarzenegger. Jan, but Jan de Bont turns into Arnold Schwarzenegger you, real quick. You cannot make word puns like that. This is not a good joke. No, I I do apologize for putting Adolf Waters in this movie, though. Oh. I, I, it's, his mustache was so bad. That is not nice either. Okay, so <laughs> we've got a joke. We definitely have a joke that we are going to rate this episode, Bentley, because I'm, I'm just going to... I don't want to try to influence you all but this is the best joke in the movie um yep. so this is this is the classic line from stevens our alan ruck character when they get into the airport and he says we're at the airport I've already seen the airport <laughs> that is a 50 it's fantastic so uh all right so here's our our rating from our guest uh 50 on a scale from zero to 50 bentley what about you I think it's a great uh, joke. I, I'll I'll go thirty-seven. Whoa! All right, is that good? I'm gonna. You know, I listened back. Actually, there was another joke also by Alan Ruck because he gets all the best jokes. Sure. That I already gave a forty-seven to. I can't remember which one it is now. Um, 
it might have been the oh darn when he's looking at when he's yeah. doing passenger relay. Yeah. So I, I feel like I have to give this a a, a forty eight. Um, wow. It's not perfect. You got to leave a little bit of room. Um, but I, I'm going to give this joke a forty eight. And Bentley, we're going to have to have a conversation after this episode about your thirty seven. Wow. Yawn. Yawn. I mean, was smart in letting him have the jokes. It's a it's mostly. a good it's a good joke, and and it made me giggle. But at the same time, it didn't make me giggle as much as other stuff. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. And to be fair, I have not let's watch the rest of this movie, so I have nothing. So my my ratings are going to be fifties and zeros. Yeah. Well, I think that's <laughs> like, the actually I think that's the only joke this week that we're going to be reading. Okay. Um, as far as you know, that's true. That is true. <laughs> but since I called when the jokes get rated, I'm pretty okay. sure. All right. If you're um, in charge, and yes. that's that's all I have about the action in this minute. Uh, anybody have anything else before we get to our fourth bus fact of the week? Nope. All right. Jonathan, you got anything else or do you have a, a bus fact for us for Thursday? Uh, n- I have nothing else other than a bus fact. All right. Well, let's, I, I ha- <laughs> let's have your bus fact. Bus well, fact. The bus fact of the week this week is, or the bus of the fact day. of the week. <laughs> I, oh, this bus fact actually came about because of the last bus fact. Yes, Indonesia has the most buses in that Jakarta. And we all know that. Everyone knows this. <laughs> what I think the top three countries that have the most buses, countries that have buses, will surprise you. And I will tell you, America doesn't even rank fifth. That doesn't surprise me because we only drive gas-guzzling cars. Bentley, you go first this time. What yes, are your please. Guess- what are your guesses for the top three countries in the world? I'll, if you give me any, yeah, name any three countries. Top three countries, I would go. I would go uh, India, China, and and somewhere in the Middle East. Okay, to be fair, they're, they're three and four are not countries; they are continents. I don't know why there are countries and continents in this list. I didn't make this list. This oh. is some suspicious. So, person. like Africa, China, India. <laughs> All right, that's pretty. That's a good guess. That's a pretty good you? guess. I yeah. was going to guess just strictly based on population. China number one. Yes. India number two. Yes. And then the third one. So you're saying the third one is a continent? I think. I think Bentley's right. I think Africa's number three. It is not. Uh, China's number one. India, number two. So you both got those. South America has 30,000 oh, buses. Oh, you that know makes what? Sense. I think that's true because they have a lot of mass transit and not a lot of subways. I think. Well, it is yep. true. Uh, Go ahead, Bentley. No, I just like that you said, well, I think that's true. Uh, but I was like, and I, all I said was, no, it is true because that's what he just said. <laughs> and North just America, all, in North America, all North America, there's only 6,900 buses. What? Wow. I'm sorry. Are you telling me that the entire continent of North America has just about twice as many buses as Jakarta? Yeah. Because <laughs> wow. if you think because if you think about it, we have uh in Chicago, I looked this up, we only have like sixteen hundred buses. We're the third largest city. We have sixteen hundred. Roger so start, coming in start, with the Jakarta facts. <laughs> start extrapolating, you're gonna get you know, other than major cities, most cities have no buses. Or Four buses. Yeah, you know, and uh, also, I mean, if you if you really think about it, like a lot of America isn't like densely populated. 
Right. I mean, Montana, all, all the Midwest, like I, being in a band that like toured all over the country, I couldn't believe sometimes like we'd be in a van and we'd be like driving. I'm like, where are we? I'm like, we've just been seeing like fields and like straight road for 10 hours. Like this is insanity. So like, yeah, it totally makes sense. South America. Yeah. That, and, and we know from, uh, from fast and furious, it's a densely populated area full of so many safes to rob. <laughs> I mean, for instance, this doesn't exactly give how many buses there are. I'm from Knoxville, Tennessee. Originally, there's only 23 routes. So how put two route, two buses on each route. You're talking 60, but you know, like that's a whole city. Yeah. And that's a, that's a bigger Southern city. That's not even the biggest Southern city, like Nashville, you know, all those are going to have, also, Nashville isn't, you know, it, of course it has a bus system because it's Nashville, but. It's also a reasonable proxy for the rest of the United States of America. There you go. Well, uh, tell you what. So, Jonathan, I'm excited for this. You're going to be the first person to debut this Thursday guest segment, uh, but hopefully not the last because I know Bentley has some amazing guests coming up, too. Um, and I'm looking forward to hearing what they have to say. So. Jonathan, on our Thursday shows, uh, we would like, if you're if you're up for it, we would like us to give us your best Keanu Reeves impression from any movie you want. <laughs> just 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 a line is fine. Get away from her, Dracula. <laughs> How's that? I'm not That's sure that line is in Bram Stoker's Dracula, but if it was, sure I wish it should have been. Hey, don't get your damn hands off her. <laughs> Back to the future. Now we're talking about. That's fantastic. All right. Very good. Very good. Okay, folks. Are you all ready for your pop quiz? Pop quiz hot shots. Pop quiz hot shots. Uh, Bentley's not ready. He's he he is in his mind. He's he's confusing uh, Keanu Reeves in Bram Stoker's Dracula. With uh, Crispin Glover from Glover. Back to the Future. If you mash up those two together. I am 100% just what thinking if, of Keanu Reeves as Glover Crispin Glover. If you, if you drop Crispin Glover into Bram Stoker's Dracula, oh, what a movie that would have been. <laughs> By the way, there are only 235 buses in Nashville. Oh, my gosh. Oh, gosh. I was, that's disappointing. Oh, that made me laugh. All right. Yeah, All right, let's family. do this pop quiz and get out here of here. Here you go. Yeah, yeah. We got to get to tomorrow's show. Uh -huh. um, so... In this episode, uh, with the amazing, mysteriously appearing blueprints, um, Norwood, who I'm going to continue calling Norwood, despite your attempts to besmirch his name, um, out of waters, refers to runway Bravo Tango, which obviously is using two of the letters of the NATO phonetic alphabet. So, Bentley, your, your mission, should you choose to accept it for tomorrow... Can you name for me any other five letters of the NATO phonetic alphabet? <laughs> any five letters you want. <laughs> I think that's actually, a, I think that's a pretty easy question. If you watched enough police or military movies, I think you got a decent shot at getting this. NATO So I, I have to look up. Well, no, you're not going to look it up. No, I mean, not look up. Like, I have to, I'm sorry. So one more NATO, time with the, the question. The NATO phonetic. I tell you what, I'll give you one, but you can't use it tomorrow. The NATO okay. phonetic alphabet has a word for every letter of the alphabet. So, for example, here we have Bravo for B, Tango for T. Oh, okay. A is Alpha, 
Now you can't use that one either. So of the 23 remaining letters, I'm going to ask you tomorrow to give me five of them. Okay. Okay. I understand now. Okay. Okay. Good. All right. So, but sorry, I, that, I was, I was the first time that you said it, I was, I was putting it together with like the, uh, like the FBI, like that sort of thing, like no. the acronym sort of thing. So like, I, I just had to clarify. Okay. I guess we are still in Letterland, but not in the same place. <laughs> Jonathan, what would you like to plug? That's our next podcast. Letterland. <laughs> oh, great. Great question. Uh, a plug. You know what? Here's an old school plug. If you've never listened to Mean Girls Minute by Liz Whitaker, go listen to it. It's hilarious. It's super fun. And if you want to hear the first times some of us were on together, uh, me, George, Liz, Rob, all these different people, because toward the end, she just got kind of petered out and didn't want to finish. So we helped her. And it's the funniest stuff. Uh, her her Mean Girls Minute stuff is, is fantastic. She had great guests. So Mean Girls Minute. I, I don't even know if that it still exists on the internet. I hope it does. Oh, on it Apple. does. No, it does. Okay, good. It's, good. it's there, and I would thoroughly recommend it, too. All those people you just mentioned uh, are wonderful people, based on my experience down in Philly. But uh, that's it for us for today. Bentley, can you uh, get us out of here? Absolutely. Thank you all for joining us on today's Speed Movie Minute. Make sure that you have subscribed, rated, and reviewed our show. That really helps us, like, climb the charts. And, uh, uh, you know, if you're down for a silly goose time, join our Facebook group, Bus 2525. Roger is always keeping the party going. He's always got the light on for you. We're having a silly goose time over there. Uh, if you want to play along with our Pop Quiz Hot Shots, make sure that you're uh, listening on Spotify and you can answer it directly in the feed or you're going to our Anchor page. Uh, all links are in the show notes. And we will be back with this week's final minute. But until then, and as always, in the immortal words of Sam the Bus Driver, this ain't no bus stop. <laughs> <laughs>